This is Jen from Grace for Single Parents, where your parenting and God's grace collide. Okay, today on the podcast, I have Stanetta Anthony. Welcome, Stanetta. Hi, welcome. Thank you, Jennifer, for having me on. So can you take a minute to introduce yourself? All right. So I, my name is Stanetta Anthony, and uh, currently I am a wife, a mom of adult children. All of them are not, uh, I'm not an empty yet, nester yet, <laughs> not quite yet, and a grandparent. I uh, was a preschool teacher for about 20 years, and now I'm an author. Okay, so today you're going to talk to us a little bit about what it was like for you being a single parent for, what, 10 or 15 years when your kids were young, up through the teenage years, and then um, when you then, as your boys were 15, 14 years old, and then blended your families. So do you want to take us back a little bit? To when you were a single parent? Yeah, so being a single parent of, uh, I'm going to say, um, people always say it's different between boys and girls. I, I, I can't do that comparison uh, because I had two boys, and so I can only go according to what I felt about the boys. And that was very challenging for me because there were just things that I just did not know. Uh, things, questions that they would ask me, and it wasn't in a time where you could Google everything. And so there were questions that were preparing to go through puberty. How do, how do I answer you? And so I had to, and I didn't have uh, male figures around to guide me through that process. And so I had to do the best that I knew how to do. So I would go and read books from the library to try to educate them. And then uh, the discipline part, uh, they were both different, one from the other. One was a little more stubborn than the other. And that was a challenge too, because um, trying to keep them out of trouble uh, because they um, we lived in a neighborhood where there was a lot of gangs and a lot of drugs and activities like that and so that was a that was a challenge trying to maneuver through that trying to keep them from the elements that were on the outside and I have the inside that's going on. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this and we're going to do this. But then trying to keep them away was a struggle. Uh, We did it, but it was hard. And the other thing is when they were uh, younger in first, second and third grade, when they didn't want to do homework and stuff like that, that's still a natural thing going on. Uh, I had to just really put my foot down. And it's, it's interesting when your children get bigger than you and they're, they're here and you're down here and you have to say something. And sometimes I felt intimidated to tell the truth, but I could never let them know that I felt intimidated, that you're taller than me, you're bigger than me, but I still am mom. And that was 
that was interesting, especially when the voices started getting a little deeper. And it was like, are you talking back or are you just, are you just talking? <laughs> and so it was interesting. And so some of the things that I did, uh, I did read. I had to uh, give my own self a time out where I had to sit back and say, okay, I need a moment. I need to breathe. And uh, that helped me a lot. And I know it's not always um, always something that you can do, but it is something that's, um, that sometimes has to be done, especially if you're at the heightened point of where you feel like you're going over the edge with um, discipline. You need to just step back and say, okay, I need to calm down for a minute. Uh, your children will push your buttons. All of our children, they, we love them, but they will push your buttons. And so you have to figure out what it is. You need to know their personalities. All of their personalities are different. It doesn't matter whether you have one child, two child, 10 children. All of them are totally, totally different. So you have to be able to maneuver with that. One child, you, um, with one of my boys, I could raise my voice and he was just boo-hooing. The other one, it didn't matter. I raised my voice, I screamed at the top of my lungs and he would just still just go on and just push me. And I would say, oh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? So as a single parent, you have to really evaluate your children and see how each of them are. And if you, I encourage any single parent. Uh, so when I say I volunteer a lot for my grandchildren, I have a daughter that's a single parent. And I know that sometimes she feels overwhelmed. She's um, she's working and she's in and she's a full time graduate student, and so I know a lot of times she's feeling overwhelmed. So I need to just help her to maneuver that. So if you have a support system, please use it. I know sometimes we don't want to. You feel like I'm I'm burdening somebody, but if you need to take a break, if you need to go for a walk, if you need to go to the movies, if you need to go to the store, because uh, when you take the children to the school, store, they want everything. And so you cannot do what you need to do and you get frustrated. And I had gotten frustrated, leave the buggy in the store and say, forget it, we're not buying anything today and just walk out. And so, yeah, so if you have a support system, lean on the support system. Let them be there for you as much as they possibly can. And you have to set ground rules for your children. Um, we're in the day of technology and it's easier to put them on a game or put them in front of the TV and say and being done. But in the era and the season that we are in right now, with the virus that's going around, most children are at home with their parents all day. There is no break at all. 
And so you have to figure out how to maneuver that and uh, work on that as well and figure out how do I get away? What do I need to do? So I guess see, being a single parent is a challenge, but it's a reward too. Uh, because now I'm on the other side. I'm on the other side of having adult children and looking and being, oh my goodness, all of the, all of the arguments, all of the teen years, all of that was worth it to look at them, to be productive citizens and to come into their own and have their own children and look at how they're raising their children and you know what's going on so it may be hard now and that was something that um someone told me years ago and i it holds true she said they were not she says Danetta, your children will not always be little they will grow up and they will be gone so you need to Relish the time that you have with them because you're going to want that time later on when they grow up and they move out and they get their own families or if they don't get a family, but you're going to relish that time. And I do. Sometimes I do. I, I want that phone call or that FaceTime and, oh, mom, a little busy. Not saying that they're too busy, but, you know, I understand you have a life. And uh, so, when I look back, I appreciate those times that we had together and uh, just appreciate it. It looks, it's hard, but just, they're not going to be little while away. They're going to grow up and they will be a, I'm going to say they will be a blessing to you. Uh, appreciate the Mother's Days when they give you the little funny looking cards or they do the arts and crafts for you and you just cry. I used to cry. I'm still a crier mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would cry. And those things are so special. And they, we feel like uh, sometimes as a single parent, you may feel that you're unappreciated, but trust me, your children appreciate everything that you do for them even though they may not say it in words, but, you know, they may say it in other things. They may get you a cup of tea or something like that, or uh, just, just do something that's out of the ordinary for them. And I'm going to say for you and just, just appreciate that and know that they love you and know that they care for you and know that as, as a parent, everything that you are pouring into them, it is going to be a reward for you when they go grow, grow up and you see them be successful people. And whatever success means to them, it is to them. I know sometimes we look at success as just money and things like that. And that's, I'm not saying we shouldn't, but whatever success is for them is for them. And uh, appreciate the time you have together as a parent. That's great. So how did you, in the midst of all of that, and especially when your kids were teenagers, how did you then go to taking your teenagers and then blending into a new family? How did that work for you? That was interesting. 
because it was a power struggle. Um, because I was used to being by myself. And so to have someone else, a male person to come in in our home, it was like, how are you going to tell me what to do? I know what to do. I'm the parent. I've been the parent for years. Right. So <laughs> it was a power struggle. And it wasn't a power struggle more so with my children than with me and my husband. Because I felt that I knew what was best. And he could not tell me what to do. And sometimes he would say to me, I am a man and I need to deal with them like men. And I was like, but they're not men. <laughs> they're just teenagers or they're boys, but they're not boys. They were, they were teen boys that were going into manhood. And so that was more of a struggle for me and kind of stepping back and letting go. I'm not going to say, and that wasn't easy for me as um as a single parent and uh, embracing someone in their life and allowing him to be a father to them uh you know i've been their mom almost all their life and then i have to have a man to come in and try to tell us what to do yeah it was it was interesting but it was it was good. It taken a few years, a few years, but we're okay. We're on the other side and he's dad and that's, that's your dad. And that's that. <laughs> so, yeah. So blending families is, you have to decide. One of the things that before we got married, we went through uh, premarital counseling and that was a topic of discussion. And we had to write down notes about what we were going to do and what we weren't going to do. And I didn't do anything that I said I was going to do. <laughs> and that was important for uh, me and for him. And we're good. At this point, uh, almost a few years later, over 20 years later, we're good. And uh, like I said, he's that to them. And I have looked at the relationship that they form between the two, between them as father and son. Uh, one of my sons is actually getting ready to get married and he asked his dad to be his best man. Aww. And that was like, oh, <laughs> my husband was like, oh my goodness, look at this. He's like, did you know? And I was like, yeah, I knew. And so, yeah, so the bond, the bond, they started bonding. It, and I know it's not always the case in every situation, but sometimes as a single parent, especially when you're blending a family, it's hard to let go of the reins because you always feel you know what's best. Um, but sometimes you have to let go, even just a little bit at a time, just kind of let them be back and be the parent as well. You know, you know, you know that you're the parent and you feel like you know what's best. But during those teen years, there were things that occurred with them. I, I don't want to get too personal with my sons. But there were things that occurred with them that I just could not handle. And I had to allow my husband to handle. And it was difficult because I would get too emotional about things. Uh, some things that were going on with them 
And I had to just let him take control and do what needed to be done. And that was, that was that. Yeah. So shifting gears a little bit, um, you have a book that I thought was really interesting called The Love Story. And um, it looks like it teaches children about God. And Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that. And also if that was also how you taught your kids about God. Well, uh, the love story came from actually being uh, in the classroom with my children and teaching Sunday school because I, uh, I've taken a little hiatus from Sunday school, teaching Sunday school, uh, little children. And so it actually came from that where I was teaching them about, uh, about God and I was always looking for resources and what to teach them and how to teach them. And so the love story actually came from that. And then it came from a child, uh, at Halloween time coming to my home and we were having a conversation and the child asked me who was God and I I couldn't explain to him who God was. And so a book evolved out of that. I uh, never thought about being an author because uh, I felt I'm a teacher. I love teaching. I'm going to stay in a classroom and that's it. I'm going to retire from the classroom. I'm not going to be doing anything else. But there was another plan for my life, and that's okay. And that was okay. So that's how that came about. And that's an interesting process. It was it was fun because I didn't know anything about it. So when you were growing up, um, how did you teach your children about God? The the best thing I could do is you really have to pray and ask God, how can I teach my children about you? Uh, because it is very personal. Even though we gather in a church and we're all together, but your relationship with God is very personal. And it can transcend from one from one thing to the other. So I guess the best thing I could say about teaching them is pray and ask God, how can I teach them about you? And gather material that they would understand. Uh, just like the child asked me about God, I cannot bring him a big, humongous family Bible and present this in front of the child and say, okay, this is what you need to know. I needed to break it down for a child. So you, there's so much stuff out nowadays that you can say, okay, we can introduce you. And if, they, and if they're not receptive, you, you can't make them. You can't make them be receptive. I I did have a rule that if you stay in my house, we are going to go to church. Now, after you move out of my house, I have no control over that. But while you were in the house, you were like, okay, Sunday mornings, you know, I don't care how, if you, I had to drag you out of bed, whatever. I'm going to iron out your clothes, which I did, and we're going to church. And that's what we did. So after a while, they would, they would sit in church, slump down in the chairs, have the attitude face on. I don't want to be here, but this is where we're going to be Sunday morning. And sometimes I would give them a reward afterwards where just like, okay, I know you didn't want to be here, but we're going to be here. And that's that. 
Where can listeners find out more about you? And I think you have another book too, if you wanted to mention that. And where can they can find your books? Okay, so you can find my books. Uh, well, my other book is called A Home for Sally. That's actually for children as well. And you can find out about me on my website, which is danettaanthony.weebly.com. Okay, great. Thank you so much so, for being on. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Join over 4,000 other single moms and grab your single mom survivor pack today. Whether you're a new single mom, been one for a long time or not, I've got some resources to keep you covered. So go to the show notes and get your single mom survival pack today for free.